Hello, Renee. How are you today? Oh, I'm fantastic because, oh my God, the holiday season is here and I'm so excited. Yeah. Next weekend, it's Christmas Eve. Indeed, indeed. And I, I know some. there are other religions like, for example, Hanukkah and that. This whole season is just amazing. But yes, I, I'm really excited about Christmas Eve and Christmas and, I don't know, the holiday spirit, right? Yeah, holidays yeah. are the best. Indeed, yes, yes. But, at the, and I don't mean to put on a downer, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, okay? But, you know, the holidays imply more expenses, right? Yeah. You know, we, yeah, uh, all of us know whether we have, I don't know, in, in certain countries there are like guards that protect your homes or at school, you know, you got to give that little gift to the teachers etc yes so yeah you have to contemplate extras right and your own family etc so the topic today is money dating and potential relationships that can come from having an open talk about cash okay okay yes so I'm going to throw the first point at you. Okay. The first point is, is there a specific date to talk money when you're dating someone? Um, in my opinion, you should talk, it, like if it's a serious relationship, you should bring it up certainly after one year, if not sooner. What do you think about that, Renee? Renee? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tyler. Oh, my bad. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, what do I think? Well, I think it's a very important topic, but it's a very difficult one to bring, um, you know, out of the table, because we don't want to seem that we are only um, thinking about money and that's all we want in life is money. So I think we need to be very careful in how are we gonna try to speak about and talk about this topic with our partner but it is very important because at some point you need to know maybe after a year you want to move on and you have to know about what's going to be uh you know these expenses that you have uh when you are having an apartment or a house uh, you know, the bills that you have to pay and the rent and or maybe you are maybe a, thinking about, uh, I don't know, uh, buying a house or something. So I think to be able to know that it's important to talk about it and to find the right place, because I don't think you, you just come and Oh, you know, honey, we need to talk about money. Uh, no, I think that's a lot of different ways to to bring that topic and maybe you're celebrating something not I'm not saying you're celebrating your anniversary because maybe it's not the perfect moment but you know you can talk about I don't know going out somewhere and go to dinner or to lunch or something and start talking about it you know like just an, an, another casual topic you know maybe you will start the conversation about 
your parents or your friends or whatever or holidays or something like that or a trip and you know just bring the subject in a very easy way Uh, I agree with you because it is a touchy subject. Again, people, if you've been dating somebody for two weeks, I hate to break it to you, but um, it's not a topic that should be addressed after two weeks of dating. This comes maybe after six months. And again, the objective has to be clear because... If it's a casual affair, well, then, you know, yeah, you could say, oh, I'll pay this time and you next time. You know, I'll pay for the hotel this time and you next time. It it works that way with casual dating. But if you have a clear objective, meaning you want a serious relationship, I think six months is pretty good because you, 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 you guys have a goal. Right. And yes, it has to be addressed because folks, unless you're, I don't know, so-and-so Rothschild or the Sultan of whatever, you're going to be faced with money issues. Right. So the next point here is. Wait, wait, before we, we change the subject. I'm not okay. totally uh, agreeing with you about the fact that you have to wait six months to talk about money. Okay. Because okay. sometimes you wanna you, you have an idea about your relationship and the kind of life you want you you want and like. And sometimes you wanna know very quickly if you are with the right person or they have the same goals that you have. And again, you can you can talk about money but there's a lot of ways to talk about it without being, you know, talking directly or asking direct questions about it. You can talk about so many things like, uh, how was your house when you grew up or what kind of school you went on or what kind of uh, trips you should, you used to do with your, your parents. You know what I'm saying? So this way you kind of know, the the things that this person is doing or like to do and you know using those questions to bring the topic in what's going on in your life right now okay granted uh i agree in the sense yeah i myself i'm very direct but yes you can be more subtle of course uh by the way folks i mean i'm not gonna expand on my life but you know i was raised by a banker so i mean uh i i think when i look at my own life i feel i was not critical enough but i was naive i was in love when i was young not with one person with several uh and through experience i developed a sort of criteria that being said it is true that you know, just saying, hey, this cop, this and that. No, there's softer ways to approach that. And as Michaela said, you know, you could, for example, say, darling, how did you grow up around cash, the topic of cash? 
uh, did you have to get a job? Like in Sweden, I, I, I don't, I'm not assuring this, but I do know some Swedish people. And I know for a fact that a lot of Swedes, at least back in the 90s, okay, uh, when they hit the age of 18, the Swedish kids were told, okay, you're 18, you're an adult, now you have to get a job and pay your bills. You can still live at your family home, but you have to pay bills. Whereas in other countries uh, in Latin America, that would never have surfaced, you know, like I can say Mexican moms rarely say, hey, kid, you owe me the rent. They're not going to talk that way. So it depends on the culture and it can't even be generalized because each family defers, right? So I think a good question to ask your partner or your potential partner to go about it is, oh, how did you grow up? Like, did you celebrate holidays? Would you buy gifts? Did you have to contribute at home? I don't know, Mikaela, what, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's a good a good way to, to, to bring the subject on. Definitely, I think it's a very subtle way to do it. So, as you said, we... We can try and uh, to to talk about these um, subjects in 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 that way because the answers will tell you a little about how his life about his life and how he was as a child and at the same time it will bring more questions. To ask that person. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great lead-in because <clears throat> I'm not determining roles, but I uh, come from a generation. I'm not saying it's the right way to think, okay? What I was told growing up, and I grew up in a mixed background, and so did Mikayla, um, But the idea was that if you got into a serious relationship with a partner, in this case, a male, uh, you know, I'm a straight female, I was expected to date a straight male. I was told that I had to be patient, but at the same time that the male should provide, for example, you go out on a dinner date, the male pays. Okay, it might sound antiquated, but that's the way it was. I'm willing to bend the rules now, uh, you know, because these days things are, I think, even harder. But uh, you're, you shouldn't give the person, sorry, my son is giving us sound effects, the holiday season. Um, You shouldn't give the partner, whether male or female or, or, or non-binary, the, you know, it should be a fair game, I think, if you're expecting certain things. Uh, a lot of people will tell me, oh, how can you say that? Depends on what you want. But if you want someone who's your equal, 
you know, maybe the other per like if the other person makes more money, mm -hmm. okay, so they can make uh, they can pay for more, right? It's it's the reality. But at the same time, don't just sit in your laurels, like offer like okay, let's say the person buys dinner and then you guys go out for a walk and then you're like, hey, want an ice cream? Ah, oh, sure. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that, Makayla? Well, I think that it's okay if time to time the other person offers to pay. I think it's a nice gesture when you are um, in early dating. Like, you know that um, sometimes you can, you can see that um, a person is, oh, like you said, we were raised about uh, the, with the idea, sorry, that the guy has, is the one who has to pay. But now I think it it could have been better for us if um, time to time, as you said, you, we could just say, you know, today's my treat. Okay. Because it would be yeah. a different approach and he can see that you are like a team player at the same time. That you're not just with him because he's the one paying the restaurants and ice creams and whatever you want to the cinema or whatever no so i think it's a good idea that some time to time the other person just you know says like okay uh, that's my treat i think it's nice i think it's a a way to show that you matter that he matters to you too you know like he, you're not just because what he is offering you uh, economically speaking And that he he knows that he can count on you too, no matter what. I think that you have, uh, you know, the that uh, hide message over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree with you because yeah, I mean, yes, there are. I'm sorry to use this term, and I'm not only using it for females, okay? There are people who are gold diggers who like the easy life, who basically, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but gold diggers, in my opinion, are prostitutes. It's just not said, and nothing against sex workers, at least they say what they are. But, you know, people who uh, give sex for treats and cash and that, you know, well, you might as well own up to it, right? If you're not one, well, yeah, I think it should be more balanced. Um, again, usually we think of the rich guy with the young woman who's going for a ride. But there are cases where there's a rich woman and a young guy, right? Sugar so daddies and sugar mummies. Right on, you know. And either way, yeah, the, the sugar daddy and sugar mommy... Whether they do it because they have a desperate sexual urge or need, and whether the uh, the companion is truly in love or is using the person, which is usually the case. I mean, if you're if the person is, you know, using, then honestly, I think that person should be a little more decent. Yeah, and often. You know, yeah, because it, it otherwise it's plain prostitution. 
okay? I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It is, and it still exists today. And, it, it, well, solid romance is not based on that. Let's, let's face it, you know? So, now, I'm going to move on. I'm going to change the topic a little to now a couple, whether the man is older, the woman's younger, the woman's older, the man's younger, or they're the same age. And they're about to join forces and become formally committed. And that is the prenup. Makayla, what do you think about prenups? Well, prenups... Uh, that's a tricky question. I think sometimes prenups are what we need. Because it's a way to be clear about certain kind of things that you know that uh not because we are going or getting into a divorce i have to do whatever you want to want me to do or i have to give you whatever you want me to to give you i mean it it helps to have uh i won't say respect but um a way to stop the other person to do whatever they want to do right but bringing the prenup on the table at the same time can be very tricky. Mm -hmm. So I think if um, when you have a lot and lots and lots of money and very wealth person, it's always better to have a prenup because you, as I said, you stop the other person to be an abusive person, you know, about, oh, I... We had a fight and our relationship end up in a very bad way. So I want you to, I, I want to be, you know, revenge and get some revenge. And I want to take whatever I want from you. I think that's not the way a divorce should be. But when you are at the same time, when you are um, trying to get into a prenup, it has also to be fair. You know, uh -huh. because sometimes uh -huh. you see the other person being super abusive in his um, prenup because he's the one who had maybe a lot more money than you. And he's like, I'm not going to give you a, 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 a dime. And it's that not the way it should go either. I right. think it should be just to to protect both ways, you know, both people. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, well, it, uh, okay, so I, as far as I know, and maybe, uh, please people correct me if I'm wrong, in the United States, uh, it's 50-50 throughout, um, in places like Mexico, uh, it's not that way, you, you should sign a prenup but in in my case when i got married <clears throat> sorry that's my dog making an entrance um when i got married i really uh focused on separate goods okay that that term i think is not used in the u.s i don't know if it's used in the uk or australia or the rest of the world but in my case, I signed an agreement where it said separate goods, meaning 
what I inherit is mine and what he inherits is his. And quite frankly, I do think that's the way to go simply because if you, if you do a joint marriage, a common law marriage, the goods, like let's say you're a wealthy bachelor, your mother is 85, and you know damn well you're going to inherit $5 billion, and your girlfriend is 18 and comes from the boondocks and hasn't a penny to her name, and yet it's going to be 50-50. Now, that sounds really harsh and extreme, and it is, but folks, uh, again, you know, we have a saying in Spanish, I'm going to translate it, Basically, uh, when there's confusion with cash, so the, the love goes in through the door and leaves through the window. And when <laughs> it leaves, it really breaks the window. So I think this sort of thing, if you're getting married, people, those of you who are going to get married, whether you're straight or gay, I, it, it doesn't matter to me, or, or queer, it doesn't matter to me. This is a reality. You know, you can't live off love. You can't. Okay? It's it's not reality. I'm breaking it to you. I believe in love, but I also believe in finance. Yes. So, Mikhail, what do you think about this? Well, yeah. As I said, I think a prenup should be fair in some way it's mm -hmm. because it's always to a prenup is to protect your your, your stuff right your money right. your houses your whatever you have so i think at some point if you have kids and and all this stuff of course there's a part that you you have to provide to the other to the other side but the other side can be very abusive too so it's important to be to pre, pre to protect your 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 things and your stuff, and to avoid the other person to 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 be too abusive, but you don't have to be abusive either. So as you said, it's it's fine to to share things, because it's fine if you as you said if you inherit your 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 parents' money or, and stuff like that, it's fine because it's gonna be yours. But it also means, I think, when you get married, that what you had before marry, getting married is yours too. And everything else that you will get during your uh, marriage, it has to be div divided half and half, I think. Right, from the start of the marriage. Okay, Michaela made a very strong point there. Whatever you make with your partner after you've been betrothed and married, that definitely has to go down 50-50 because that is what you've built as a team. So, you know, these, sadly, there are cases where the woman or, or the man, you know, oh, we're getting divorced. I want 80% of the estate. And it's like, wait, we built the estate together yeah so yeah and Michaela is right because yes there's a lot of abuse on both ends uh folks i always recommend uh series succession 
please, Succession, watch it. Great series on HBO. And, um, yeah, you know, um, when you marry somebody and you're building things together, it's only fair that if you decide to split, it be 50-50, because that's what you as a team have produced. Same with, with any collaboration, you know? This business of, oh, I'm going to hog more. Well, no, fuck that shit. I'm sorry yeah. to speak like that. Yeah, I think it's important to to be clear about that kind of things before to get married and and uh, to be clear about the these uh, kind of uh, situations and not only about money because there's a lot of things up on relationship like if you want to have kids or you don't want to have kids mm -hmm. all these mm -hmm. things it's it's very important to be clear as soon as possible because maybe they don't want the same kind of things that you are or you want or maybe they like to be to to eat always in you know very fancy places and sometimes you, maybe you just want to go to taco bell you know so so yeah it's important to know if this person really likes the same things or is you know, open enough to, to try other stuff because, I mean, in my case, personally, I really like to eat in very nice places and, you know, but some time to time, as I said, I like to eat some, I don't know, maybe some, I don't know, chicken filet or, you know, stupid stuff like that. Not always, even McDonald's, I mean, you know, not always expensive food I mean, even noodles oh i love noodles the or, ramen yeah yeah a nice ramen is not that expensive you have very expensive ramen but you also have affordable and very good ram ramen that you don't really need to go always in the fancy places and so for some people going to taco bell it's like oh my god i will never do that it's you know It's not a nice place. So, yeah, you have to know about this stuff. Yeah, it's a compromise. So, yeah, and you mentioned kids and folks. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, Michaela said this, and maybe we're extending ourselves a bit, but if you're married and you have kids, then the whole dynamic of the situation changes, and that's where you really have to strike an equal balance. And I'm, I'm being as, as realistic as I can be, okay? Because when you have a kid, people, I know a lot of people say, you come first. Well, no, I am going to, and some people might say, oh, you're wrong. I, I don't care if I'm wrong to you. When you choose to have a kid, that kid is your priority. I'm sorry. You want to get a butt lift or whatever, and you don't have the money, then really, if you if that's your dream, to get a butt lift or to go to Paris, don't have a kid. Because when you have a kid, you're thinking, hey, I got some beans here, and I have 50 cents. Well, those beans are going to go to my kid. And, and that, 
emphasizing that because I know a lot of people who place kids in second place. Well, I am no Puritan, but I'm going to say, fuck that shit. Okay, you have a kid, your kid comes first. I'm sorry. As your kid's growing, I say kid, I'm not saying adult, kid. Michaela, I threw that. What do you think about that? I think that obviously when you have kids, a lot of things are going to be about your kids going to be a priority. But I don't think that everything in your in your life it's about making your kid a priority either. Okay. Because okay. it's obviously you will you will if you don't have enough money it's more important to you that your kid eats more than you have than you that's uh, that's obvious and that he has some clothes better clothes than you and stuff like that it's normal to 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 think that you will put your kid on, in like a priority but when it comes to life having a kid doesn't mean that everything in your life it's around your kid you can stop okay. living because you have a kid you can stop dating because you have a kid you can stop doing stuff that you like just because you have a kid yes and i'm thinking about that because i myself who find myself in this situation as we speak I battle every day with that. Uh, and yes, folks, sometimes I've put my own person on hold. No, I'm not playing victim. I'm just saying, because I'm like, oh, you know, my kid's a great kid, by the way. I I'm not bragging. It's true. Um, and I'm like, oh, I got to do this. But I'm doing it kind of on my own because there's the other half. And that's a big part of the equation. Again, we're getting into kids. If you don't have kids, it's easier. That is clear to me. It's easier if you don't share kids. Maybe you have kids from another relationship. But if you're with a person who you and that person, you guys don't share kids, I think that's a, a breath of fresh air. Um, you can do a lot more because you're not tied by by that shared responsibility. So, you know, I, I do actually support uh, relationships after having kids. I would like to have one of my own, but as Drew Barrymore said three days ago, folks, I'm attracted to gay men, <laughs> okay? You can look up Drew Barrymore. I have her syndrome, okay? I've just finished watching fellow travelers i cried i fell in love with both of those guys and i thought they were the most beautiful beings to walk on the planet okay but that's my case okay maybe it's a refuge because i'm afraid and i admit it here i am afraid to try dating again so i fall in love with gay guys <laughs> why not <laughs> Well, you, my friend, you've been successful, and I'm so happy for you. You know, you are happily married now, and you know that's that's a that's an example for me. But I guess with my own history, I, I'm still not ready to date a dude. So I look at these gay guys. I, I don't mean to go off topic, but you know, 
And yeah, the kid, my kid, yes, yes, I have made him a priority. He, he, priority. He's an excellent kid, by the way. But Makayla is right. You have to be yourself, and I've said this before: be true to yourself without neglecting things. But yes, if you're not well, how are you? If you're not well, how are you going to look after a kid? If you're not well, right? So you have to be mentally stable, and um, you know, I, I'm just saying all this because I'm living it as we speak. And um, again, and this has nothing to do with the money topic. Well, it kind of does, but doesn't. Well, it, ha it, it has to do with a lot of things. I mean, relationships are uh, very complicated. We are obviously talking about uh money and and how to deal with the money issues or how to talk about money but uh it, kids came because relationship is not just about money when you want to be with someone you have to know if you have the same goals maybe you don't want to have kids and you have spent five years of your life with someone thinking that he wanted kids and at the end you will learn that he doesn't want to so those are topics that are very difficult to to bring on because we don't want to sound desperate and like oh my god if I talk about kids or if I talk about money what this person is going to think about me that I'm desperate or you know that kind of stuff but those mm -hmm. topics are very important to to talk about so If it's money, if it's about kids, it's about the way you like to to live your life and the goals that you have, you have to talk about this. There are difficult topics, but you really have to bring these topics on the table. So guys, I hope this uh, little podcast is going to help you with this problem in your relationships and how and will help you to talk about about it with your with your partner yeah because they're interwoven i mean i'm i went a little deeper okay i went scuba diving with the kid thing but folks whether you're just the innocent dating stage you're just contemplating each other but at some point you're gonna have to talk cash okay yes you will yeah Okay. So yeah, that's 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 in, in inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable so, and don't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah, don't be because you know what? And Michaela said it. If the person shies away from that or can't discuss that, then that's a major red flag because you know We don't, again, that old English expression, money doesn't grow off trees. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, guys, I think you enjoy this podcast. And what can I say about this next week? I wish you a very, very, very good Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We will try Me to too. make another podcast between i think so yeah yeah maybe between uh christmas 
uh, we both celebrate it. Some of you don't, that's fine. We're going to take a break for next weekend because, yeah, Christmas, well, Christmas Eve falls, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. So, so we'll, I think we will meet to make another one before New, New Year's Eve. Yes. Perfect. And, oh, yes. And folks, you know, we're just giving you advice, but we really want you to feel a positive vibe and we wish you a most excellent, and we're going to talk before, but a most excellent 2024. Let it be a year of success, of achieving goals. Stay motivated. Yeah. Stay real. Don't be afraid to live your life, guys. So we will see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Bye. Ciao.